I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Um, hello. Uh, can I speak to Sarah, please? <laughs> um, can I take a message? <laughs> um could you let her know that sarah gross called and is really looking forward to doing the podcast today okay i'll let her know when 1990 comes around (laughs) okay so sarah for okay since our listeners can't see us we need to so essentially we've had some technical difficulties this evening um and i couldn't get my microphone to attached for some reason i could not get my microphone to attach to my computer <laughs> and then i couldn't get the sound to work at all i couldn't get any of my earbuds to work like literally two pairs of earbuds my airpods were dead my earbuds didn't work and so i called into the zoom call there's too many layers to this in terms of problem solving i called into the zoom call all my on my phone which is what i'm on and now sarah's looking at me on the zoom video on my computer holding my phone to my face like I'm in the 1990s and having a phone call and and I don't even know this is like I hope this isn't like it's setting a precedent for the year I you know knowing us it probably is <laughs> uh, <laughs> knowing this podcast it feels about right but at least at least you're not in like a, a plug-in phone what are those even called anymore I don't even oh uh, like the ones that attach to like the wall like, like a dial phone is that what they're called? Di- nah. <laughs> I don't even remember. A landline. They're called a landline. Yeah, I was thinking rotary phone. Oh, for yeah, a the rotary like, no, phone. That's, no, that's too no, old. That's a yeah. little old. You went back too far. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, if listeners, if my audio sounds absolutely terrible, I apologize. I'm talking, I'm literally holding my cell phone to my face to record this. What's what's great is that I also have a visual of a black box, which I'm assuming is where her ear would be. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad like your the flashlight's not on the other side and I'm not getting an inside view of your ear during this a video of my ear. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a video <laughs> of my ear. So Sarah has a video of my face and a video of my ear. So it's good. I just see darkness though. I'm not (laughs) seeing any of your your notorious earwax that our listeners know about. Staring at my earwax the entire recording would be, I don't know, that would be too much to ask. It'd be like, no, sorry. Boundaries. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're off to a great start. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, and Sarah and I coming up, we're going to talk about, I'm going to ask Sarah an animal question that plagued me during my run this morning. We're going to talk about goals and resolutions, how we pick races and my new addiction after this. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. 
In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. That's Iron Women, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, Iron Women 1515 at orca.com. Okay, so Sarah, here's my wait, I'll ask you the question and I'll let you answer it and then we'll talk. No. No, yeah, no, I'll ask you the question first. Okay, you ready? Do I you don't think, know. Okay, that was a you, lot of build up. Okay. <laughs> it was I know. I've way oversold it now. <laughs> okay, so if uh, imagine like if buddy, you know how some people have like a theme song for life, for their life, or like for certain points. If Buddy had a theme song, like what would his theme song be? For for listeners, Buddy is Sarah's dog. Uh ooh. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep those doggies rolling. <laughs> that sounds exactly like him, actually. Yeah. I don't even know him. I've only seen him in pictures, and I'm like, yeah, that's you hit it. <laughs> so I had this. I had completely forgotten about like the fact that I do this, but like, and I've never shared this with anyone. Okay, so, but like sometimes. So this morning I was on my run. And I said, there was two otters who were like playing in the water and I got out my phone to take a video of them. And then they like disappeared. I was like, oh no. And then they like walked out of the water um, right in front of me, like in the inner Harbor, they like boop, doop, 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 came out of the water. And immediately in my head, the otters, I, th- I felt like, oh, I know exactly what the theme song of those otters is. It, <laughs> they were like, <laughs> They were like coming out of the water, like I'm good and I'm feeling all right. You know that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best fucking night of my life. Like that was what the otters were obviously thinking because R- clearly I knew it. they like vibed me, and I knew. So like, <laughs> and I realized that like I often do that, like when animals, especially like mammals that are kind of cute and doing things, and they were like you know, they're like playing around and they start like itching their butts, like just doing ottery things. Right. And I'm like, they're just like, they're good, you know, <laughs> just like the song. And then I do that. Like I often put like a song onto animals. Right. And like I, in my brain for no reason at all. Right. And sometimes like if I put, if like I take a video of like, I've taken videos of birds and other animals before that I see like on, and if I put a video on Instagram, like on the story, if I put a song there, like literally it's the song that the the animal made me think of (laughs) while I was, and I remembered that my old dog, Mikey, whenever he was, um, his theme song was happy by Pharrell. Mm. Because of the way that his, like when he would run the way that his ears bounced, that was like, definitely. He's definitely happy. 
I I feel like Buddy's getting short shrift because I honestly have never thought about what his theme song would be. You um, and probably most other people, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bond and about music, and I'll try to get his preferences. Um, normally, I just sing random songs about Buddy. Hmm. Oh, do you have a song to share? No, it's just I I make up songs about Buddy. That's what I want to know. Do you have any? Do you remember any? Uh, well, it's it's more just like, you know, I, oh, geez, I can't think anything off the top of my head. Like, I'll just insert his name into lyrics. And <laughs> <laughs> just normal songs, but Buddy somehow works his way in there. And it's like, then he's going out to the bathroom and then he comes inside and like, but whatever song it is, it's a normal song. And just, he, you know, every, everybody needs a narrator mm-hmm. who is using music to narrate their lives. Right. I think that's totally, especially the, especially mammals in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I okay. So. I'd be curious to see, to know if anyone else has a pet with a theme song. Like, because, or is it just me? You know, I think it's, I don't know. I've known someone else who makes up songs for her, who made up songs for her dog and stuff. Um, so anyway, we will, we will be accepting voice memos about if you, if somebody wants to sing us your dog or cat song, that would be amazing. Or tell us your cats or your dog's uh, theme song. That would also be amazing. Yeah. I see. He doesn't have a good song. It's just he works his name way into all the songs. It's like Buddy is all like, the songs. Like Buddy Doggy, Buddy Doggy, Buddy Doggy, Buddy Doggy. <laughs> He's not getting like cool recent songs that are on the oh, radio. No. I don't think he's like a cool recent songs kind of guy. I don't know. He's like a bit like ho hum. Like what you just sang was like perfect, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't even I don't even know the guy. He just that's just with a vibe. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It's true. He's he's a bit of a throwback. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, um, thank you for participating in my dog song segment. Um, okay, Sarah, on a bit more serious note, are you someone who does like goals and resolutions in the new year? Not really, but I actually have one this year. You do? Uh, I know. I'm kind of excited about it too. Mm -hmm. So I got this, um, it's like a line a day diary Mm -hmm. and it's a big commitment because it's the next five years. A line a day. I better, I better not lose it. Essentially you write down a sentence every single day, Mm -hmm. um, about, what happened that day or something notable or some thoughts. So it's, it's minimal commitment in terms of like, it's, I don't have to write an entry, mm-hmm. but it's just a little note. Cause I realized, um, I don't know, my little one's growing up so quickly that I just want some sort of documentation beyond, you know, all of the stupid iPhone photos I'm taking. Where she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, this was, you know, this fun experience or just try to remember the great things about life like I know a lot of people do gratitude journals and that sort of thing um so I think it's kind of a form of that yeah you ever feel like frustrated by the one by the one line I mean right now we're recording on the 11th so (laughs) 
it's, uh, it's 11 days into a five-year commitment. But so far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 How about, how about you? Any, any new year's resolutions, goals, anything? I don't know. We have like, we have business directions. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> let me know. You know. We have yeah. business directions. Um, so yeah, like this year we're hoping to create like the start to create like the online, I've maybe talked about this before, like our, like an online education platform. Um, and the first course that we're making uh, is co- going to be called Fueled. Uh, and it's basically like, we're basically taking like a multidisciplinary approach to like fueling for female athletes. So we're like, I'm like, basically I've talked to a few experts now who I have like, you know, I've had like the discovery calls. So like no contracts have been signed. Like I could be still looking for people next week and the week after, but as it is, it seems to be going fairly well. Got experts like of course we have like a nutritionist, right. Um, involved, but we also have like a mental health professional who, um, who works with like, actually who works with pro teams around like the company she works with pro teams around the U S um, to like bring in that, like, um, culture, mental health perspective that affects so many women. Like when we start to talk about fueling and food and like, it's, it's one thing to like say how many calories of protein you need to take after training. Another thing to like really understand like how diet culture has affected us, you know, and unpack that and get the fueling thing right. So um, essentially, yeah, we're building out that course. It's called, it's just called fueled, which I kind of love. Um, and I'm very excited about it. So that's great. Yay. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like for like, you know, performance minded, active women um, and athletes and the people who work with them too, like coaches and um, whoever is interested. So yay. That's our business direction. Is that a goal? What would the goal be? The goal is like finish, create, finish creating the course, get the right people, like do as good, you know, like I'm really happy with some of the people we found along the way to like create a quality product, like all of the pieces, like seemingly like falling into place. Um, again, I'm touching wood right now because, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. So that's our big business direction for 2023. So that's, that's a professional one. So I'll follow up with the professional one. Um, and then I'll do Then We can do personal ones too. Yeah. I'm still, we'll, we'll touch upon this later in the podcast and still figuring out what races I want to do, but I do want to race this year. Okay. Um, I want to be healthy and enjoy it. I really enjoyed the process last year and I just kind of want to enjoy it just as much, which is not really goal as much as like a, I don't know, just try to, Try to keep the positive mojo going. Mm-hmm. So let's take let's take the 2022 fields and roll them into 2023. <laughs> nice, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, enjoy it. Stay healthy. Yeah, you know, it's it's not like performance goals. Yeah, right. Which which is fine. Um, okay, personal. My personal. Yeah. So my personal goals are okay. I signed up for a CrossFit competition again. Yeah. I know that's like crazy pants because I like, I feel like now the challenge, it's like, it's not me becoming my best strat. It's like Sarah versus perimenopause, right? Mm. At this point, right? Because I went through this real slump last year. I had to relearn like how to, like how to get the best out of myself because I could show up like with my hormones doing crazy things. Like it could just be like one bad session after another for like weeks on end, right? It was just bleh, not enjoyable, not good. Um, and so I've been through like a little bit of a process of trying to get back so that I can have 
like training sessions that I enjoy and then also see improvement, you know? Um, so the couple of things that I did there was like, one, I think we've talked about this before, but I started taking creatine, which actually like helps, um, it just helps you with that like top end, you know? So you could be like, like a little bit fast. Um, and then by when I say fast, it's not fast. I'm not fast, but like it is, it, it has helped. It helps with the brain fog too, a little bit for me. Um, and then the other one is like, I'm just being super, well, there's, there's lots, but I'm just being super good on my protein, um, as well. Like I take a protein shake now with me, Prevenex, who is our sponsor, um, protein shake. Uh, and I didn't used to do that stuff, you know, like after when I was training for, you know, for Ironman, like I was more just worried about getting a few carbs in before I'd go home for my meal or whatever. Um, but with like, with CrossFit, I'm concerned about both protein and carbs, you know, so I use the drink. So how, how does, um, fueling change during perimenopause? Um, Hmm. Great question. I'm not an expert. You'd have to listen to Celine's podcast for that to play not pause, but like you yeah. need your, so because like your hormones help you to like synthesize protein, mm-hmm. right? So you just like not as good at it. Again, this is going to be like the worst explanation ever. I'm not a doctor. I don't fully understand it, but like you need to intake. I definitely know that you need to intake more protein, um, to recover from the sessions, even from like from anything, you know, and I, I, I even notice it in like how much I'm, I'm not someone who puts on muscle easily in the first place. And now it's like even harder. Oh, interesting. So part of the reason why you're doing the protein is just because of the demands of CrossFit and part of it is because of, um, just the hormonal changes you're going through. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's why I have to be like, like on it. That's why, like, I, unless I forget, I go every day with like two scoops of protein drink. It's a protein carbohydrate blend drink that I take, um, which I like never would have been. So even when I was training, I wasn't, I wasn't that, I would always just have candy in my bag or a bar. I just have something which is like get something in your gob, like a little bit after training and then, and then have a meal. But, um, yeah, now I'm, I get my protein. Sometimes I sip it even before. Nice. When's, when's the CrossFit competition? It's in March, in the middle of March. Oh, so that's coming up. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well, mm-hmm. we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to find out all about it. Mm-hmm. Your preparation between now and then mm-hmm. circled on the calendar, folks. I'm <laughs> just hoping that, like you know, because you never know what they're gonna put. Like they tend to save to the last minute to release like what the actually actual events are for. So like I'm just really hoping that like because I'm in the 45, 49 age group. So like I'm hoping that they like go easy on us with <laughs> it. It's not too heavy. I'm, I'm often, because the, the, the workouts that are more cardio based, of course, I have like a little bit more, slightly more background in, you'll, you'll be shocked to learn, but the lifting is just like, like the other CrossFit competitions I've gone to. Um, and one of them, like, I think I was like between second and fourth in like every single like cardio based workout. And I was like between second, last and fourth, last in every single lift. <laughs> like, so I'm hoping to improve the lifting stat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. I like it, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, so when you're looking down the, like looking down the year, your races, like how do you pick them? Oh my goodness. So I, I don't know what your process was when you were racing. Um, but I guess, I don't know. So it's, it's a few factors. Um, and it's definitely evolved over the years. 
like when I was doing short courses really easy, it's kind of a, all right, where's, you know, the, the WTS, where's the series around the world? And basically like how many races do I need to do in order to be eligible for the rankings? Um, so that was kind of a no brainer because you just follow the series. Uh, it's a lot harder with, with this non-draft stuff because there's, there are different options uh, like I, right now, the primary concern for me is timing, mm-hmm. just trying to think about, all right, well, this is, these are my family needs. This, this is my schooling needs. And then trying to figure out like, okay, this is when I can probably put a good block of training in when the load for the other things is less right. and trying to go off to a race here. So it's a lot more complicated trying to figure it out. Um, but also, I realized how important it is for me to do a race places that I enjoy being um, and on courses that are kind of nice. Like Arizona, meh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was fine. I, I, I nothing against Tempe. Um, you know, it's, it's a nice place. It's a nice venue. But the course itself, I just... I like trees. I like being out and rolling hills and prettiness. So what does that mean? Like Lake Placid again? Lake Placid is pretty, you know, Frankfurt was pretty. So the European ones are nice. Um, I don't know. Like just looking at the calendar, would I want to go to, I don't know, Texas. I haven't heard is the the prettiest course um, or Tulsa. You know, it, they, they don't excite me. Right. And do you need a North American race? Like, do you need the, do you need the travel to be like quick and easy? So that's, that's preferable. That's preferable. Uh, but you know, maybe, maybe I'm at the point where a race like, like Roth, um, Roth, mm, I guess. Roth. Yeah. yeah Roth. <laughs> I love that you even tried. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be, that might be up my alley where it's, mm-hmm. it's, one of these beautiful courses, you know, super good fan support, um, just like a classic race. Have you raced it before? Oh, I have not. No, oh, it's maybe like a, a bucket. It's a bucket. I know it's a bucket list for a lot of people. Yeah. So I, I have to, I have to kind of look at the calendar and decide what gets me excited. Um, and then also, you know, because I'm trying to think about this financially, mm-hmm. What races can I get to where it doesn't cost a lot? Right. But there's good prize money. And just trying to balance all those factors. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is like, I think that like what you're describing is I think how like every age group athlete probably totally. makes their race decisions, you know? Um, and like even the thing about like wanting a nice course, if you're going to spend money on it, so that kind of stuff. Um, so maybe like, maybe there's someone in the audience that can give you advice on this, like how to... Well, not even advice, but if if people go through a similar process with maybe they have some awesome spreadsheet that they want to share, like pros and cons columns, you know, they have all the races on there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would what's what how do people select? Um, you know, I do I do have one advantage mm-hmm. over the the age group athletes who are listening in that. I don't have to sign up yeah, right away. Like that whole rigmarole of like, oh my goodness. Or like trying to get into a race that fills up quickly. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Where you're clicking, trying to get into that awesome race. 
Yeah. The second it opens up. So I don't have to make my decisions that far in advance, which is good. Right. Yeah, you have one. But yeah, you do have a lot of like moving parts with the with the young in plus the school. Um the school, yeah. the PhD the school. program, the school thing, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. School. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. It's a, like, oh, as a, as a very amateur crossfitter, I now make my, I make my competition decisions based on where my friends are going. That's right. Awesome. And it's like, if my friends are going to one and I'm like, yeah, I want to do that too. Then it's like, it's either like, it either is a weekend that I can do or it's not, you know, and then that's literally the whole decision, um, which is kind of makes it easy. Right. Um, I love that. I, I kind of mm. wish that factored in. Yeah. Or that you had like, just like, a, a, like one factor, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. it just be like, okay, that's it. Like I have to race near my place. What's the nearest Ironman? I'm going there. You know, sometimes that makes it easier. Well, that, that kind of is how I started off racing last year where I felt that I felt ready to race. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Where can, what's, within driving distance well eagle man's in a few weeks i guess i'll go do that okay lake Placid's pretty close by why not i guess i'll do that and i have to say like your laid-back approach kind of worked for you last year in terms of like i'm feel like the way that you you know i think you didn't really know when you were going to come back um and you're just kind of training away and then like you said like oh okay i'll go race and see how the legs are doing you know um maybe that is the approach yeah uh, yeah the it is hard because i do have to plan a little bit more writing than i did yeah. yeah um i was trying to think of, what about an ironman canada penticton that's a good course there's trees there sarah it's pretty well d- is there a pro field i don't know yeah me neither these are things <laughs> i don't know uh, exactly <laughs> well that's the problem is that's the problem when you don't know anything about triathlon on a triathlon podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh geez i know a little bit uh yeah i've heard it's beautiful that's all i know i think a lot of my when i was racing pro i feel like a lot of my decisions used to be around timing mm. yeah um for like times of year when i wanted to or like plan like if i wanted to do an earlier airman or summer one and then putting back some like setting in some prep races for for that um my typical like i near the end of my career i started to like actually try to plan like actually plan this in because i like if i can't stop doing this which I, what i'm about to tell you is like this is not the way to plan your races but like if i can't stop it i might as well just like roll with it which is like i typically would have like i'd have a really good race after i was angry about having a bad race and so like <laughs> and so i would plan like that if a race went wrong i'd like plan something right behind it like I'd make sure that I was like signed up and ready to like, cause it's like, well, if I have it and then it like made the whole thing. Okay. Cause it's like, I'm going to this race. I'm either going to have a good race. I'll be fine. I'll have a bad race. But I'll be really mad. And then I'll have a good race the next week. No problem. Or like two weeks later or three weeks, whatever that time frame was. Um, so I used to just plan that in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's basically how I ended up doing Arizona where I was so upset about being sick for Kona. It's like, okay, where, what can I do? A month from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I, didn't, can... I didn't plan for it as my backup, but maybe I just need to have a backup. Yeah. It was, yeah. I don't know if I really suggest that or not. I just know that I used to do it. Um, mm. Or like at the beginning of the year season, I don't know. I don't think by the end, like, I don't think I, I knew that like every season thing went wrong. 
So like, I think I kind of like, I kind of just let it flow. Like I'm like, I'll pick a few races and start, start there and, and see where it takes me, you know? Yeah. The, the challenge is always, uh, sponsors generally want to know at the start of the season, mm-hmm. what you're going to do. And when I was doing short course, that was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. but they don't want to hear i don't know i'll figure it out <laughs> it's like i'm rolling with it i'm just rolling <laughs> with it yeah that's a great point actually um but then like it must be the same for everybody like everybody's plan for the year must adjust oh mm-hmm. yeah plans plans adjust but i feel like most athletes have a couple of key races and they have a tentative calendar. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just don't even have that. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we, maybe there is some work to do here and I'm giving you like no helpful suggestions whatsoever. No, because you're like me. I'm just, the worst. Ah, yeah. Figure it out <laughs> as you go along. No, no need to plan. Lennox overrated. Don't overrate it. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's like, it's not that far off with like, with, I, I, well, I do like planning for the business, but, um, like I definitely have like a a limit where it's like it starts to get into like the finer details and I'm like, Catherine, can you please do that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd rather you do that. The actual like day to day planning. Um, so but this is why you have a Catherine in your life. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe that's maybe that's the solution. Maybe you just need to like let someone decide for you. Yeah. I don't know if that I wouldn't wanna ask that of anybody. True. <laughs> Maybe Buddy can decide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, well, we're going to have a little break and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about how we recharged over the holidays. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good, and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The AminoCo's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that AminoCo's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 230 whoa, and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram for gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding.
The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your inside tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. Okay, Sarah. So we had a multi-week break. I'm guessing, yeah, from the we podcast. Did, yeah, because we missed that one podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Christmas, I, I just recorded four minutes. That's right. Yeah. And I know some things were happening in both of our lives that were slightly stressful over the holidays, mm-hmm. um, over that break. But hopefully we both got a little bit of downtime, a little recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just wanted to check in and see what you did to recharge. Okay. So I have this, like, I have this, like, I'm actually like addicted. I have this new addiction. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but like, have you ever done? So I, I'm essentially addicted to the Nordic spa, which is like hot, cold treatment. Nordic spa. I go like every week now. Like it started slowly. Like it's, it's like, that's why I'm calling it addiction. So it started with like one time. So essentially, okay, I'll tell you what the Nordic spa is. You go, it's like a Finnish spa. Maybe some people have been to or Nordic spa. You do 15 to 20 minutes in a sauna or steam room. You do one to three minutes in the cold plunge. Like it's like an ice bath that you submerge up to your shoulders. And then you do like a few minutes in the recovery room. It's got like a salt, it's like a salt room. And then you do that, a cycle of that, like two, three, four times. What's a salt room? Oh, it's like a, the walls are like salty. I don't even know what it's for. It's the recovery room. What does the salt do? I don't know. I've often wanted to lick them. I don't know. I suspect, I suspect it's like. Like a cow? Like, like a salt lick? <laughs> no, I just like, yeah, sometimes it do. Just to see if it's salty, but if there weren't so many like sweaty people in there, I would I would be more tempted. But it's kind of gross. Anyway, so like I um, I think the salt actually. Now that we're talking about it, this is just a wild guess. Like someone can come and tell me completely that I'm wrong. But like um, you, because you're like in heat, like you're sweating, there might be like a loss of a bit of loss of electrolytes. So it might be like, are you uh, sitting on the salt? No, I don't know how. I mean, it's this is it's a spa it's not like um it it doesn't have the science behind it written on the walls (laughs) but like (laughs) 
you say I mean, about I, the salt? Why would you? <laughs> I don't know. You're well, I'm focused on the salt. Like, suppose I skipped <laughs> the whole recovery room entirely. <laughs> I definitely focus on the salt because you were with me. And I was with you until the salt part. I just don't know how it figures in. <laughs> I don't really either. And I don't know why. Okay, but you enjoy it. And you you feel good afterwards. Yeah. So the thing is that you get this little, if anyone's, have you ever done a hot, like a hot cold treatment? Yeah. So like you do get this like sense of like, especially the longer I can stay in the cold. So like now I can stay like, I typically stay two to four minutes in the cold. And then like, you get this like a little like euphoric feeling, right? Where you feel like your like mind is kind of open and there's no way like going from hot to cold like that, like you cannot stay stressed. Like, it's very weird. It is like a, like a, it feels like a reset for your central nervous system of some mm-hmm. kind. Like, cause it's, and I can feel how, um, you know, like we know a lot about heart rate variability now because whatever everybody talks about it, but like, I, I feel myself when I'm like, when I go into the cold and it takes like a minute, my body's adjusting. And then like my heart rate just goes to like regular, just like boom, boom, because I'm like in a stressful situation. So my heart just gets really, really regular. Um, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't I uh, again? Oh, somebody who's actually informed might be able to fact check us. Uh, but I, I think there's something to do with the vagus nerve, and like it I is. think people do like cold plunges to thing. Cold plunges, yeah, yeah, for the for the the vagus nerve. Okay, yeah, and you can like Google it and ha- get the real information there. Yeah, but yeah, like- yeah. Don't listen to us. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but like, I, I just and. And I go every week now and it's like, it, it has like affected my, it's meant to be a, people use it for treatment for anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly wouldn't say that like, I would be in those categories at this time in my life, but like, I definitely had, have like extra stress because of the business I've talked about it a lot last year. Like, and I definitely feel like a shift of upwards of mood and being able to feel like I can handle more pressure and stress. Um, and it's partially due to that like going every week because I'll feel the effects of it for like a few days after and then it starts to fade and then I start to like crave it again the addiction thing and then I'll just go back and it's like 50 bucks a time you know it's not like crazy I'm just mm-hmm. yeah so that's you my know, that's mine that sounds really nice what I'm going to do mm-hmm. is I'm going to just take a hot bath mm-hmm. and then run outside roll in the snow yeah. And then, like, take a box of kosher salt and just like rub it all around <laughs> with the salt. <laughs> but okay, can I make another suggestion? Put like Epsom salts in the bath. <laughs> no, I had to have You're my, salt my kosher salt scrub. <laughs> like, I think okay. Another time that I've been to a Finnish spa, I have got like a salt scrub. Maybe salt is more part of it than I think. I just feel like the salt has never really been part of it for me. (laughs) Now you're making me rethink the whole salt thing. So now I have to Google. Is the salt treatment part of a Finnish spa? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I'm just intrigued. I want you to lick the wall. (laughs) 100% never licking the wall. (laughs) Just do it for the TikTok. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god you oh. okay Sarah what is it that you do to, to relax other than make fun of you <laughs> <laughs> um so I went on a vacation what 
I know. Insane. Uh, here's the crazy thing. I didn't bring a bike. What? I can't remember the last time I went on an airplane without a bike. I ran. I swam. I did not bring a bike. We went to Florida mm-hmm. and it was really fun. I was I spent maybe five minutes online the whole time. I wow. uh, didn't stream a single show, read mm-hmm. like three and a half books, um, did all sorts of like playground time with my son, not like solo playground time because that's creepy as an adult. Um, no, it was, I got to be in the sun and get vitamin D. Uh, you know, it was incredible. Wow. I did nothing special, but the fact that I didn't bring a bike was mind-blowing to me Hmm. and I I know that I can remember the feeling of like the first time traveling somewhere without a bike like how like free you feel from like having to dismantle put in a box like like I didn't realize I'd carry that stress with me every single place that I went (laughs) in my life until I was like oh my god I get to travel without a bike it's so easy (laughs) like mm -hmm. I mean I I did have a toddler which kind of you know, balances out the bike thing, but just like I went and didn't feel as though I had to exercise. Um, I just wanted to completely decompress and I did. We, we had a, we had a septic issues and like Hawk and I have been really sick all December. But you had septic issues in your home, not during the Yeah. Vacation. Damn. No, not during the vacation. Yeah. Before, like around Christmas, we lost power for a couple days. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Our house is falling apart. Did you decide last minute to go to Florida? Did you go like enough of this? Kind of. Yeah. Kind, oh, kind of last that. minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where. I realized that, uh, you know, I had this block before the semester was going to start up mm-hmm. and I did not feel, you know, relaxed and rested after, uh, you know, Christmas and all that whole sick, whatever fiasco. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was really nice. Wow. Cool. Well, well done. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Who did, where did Buddy stay? I'm really focused on Buddy today. No. Like you're so, focused on salt. <laughs> Buddy, <laughs> listen, Buddy's very obsession worthy. Uh, <laughs> he stayed with my parents. Yeah. They took, okay, well, that's they, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Grand, grandparents. Uh, he, his grandparents. Yeah. yeah he, he got to, my parents have a farm and he got, oh, the, I have a minor Buddy story. Um, both he and my parents' dog, Went outside. Uh, Jem the golden retriever came back, but he did not. He went after some coyotes and tried to chase them down. <gasps> yeah, buddy yeah. is no match for coyotes. No, no, no. <laughs> well, and I just had this mental image of him trying to befriend a bunch of coyotes and then be like, "You are too soft and too slow. What are you doing?" I'm just remembering the porcupine. Buddy oh, versus yeah. porcupine went very badly, as I yeah. recall. Mm-hmm. He he let's just say he does not have street smarts. Um <laughs> in the animal kingdom. In the well, just smarts in general, especially like especially you know, the animal part. street smarts. Uh, yeah, no, he would not fare well in the woods, especially not with coyotes. But my my dad went on an adventure 
he had his UTV and drove around until he finally found Buddy. Buddy was just absolutely delighted for his little romp around in the woods. Um, but yeah. So he was okay in the end. He was he was okay in the end. He did not catch the coyotes and run off with them. That's probably for the best. Yeah. I picture oh, him 100%. Like, I picture him like befriending them. Yeah. Like being like, hey guys, to. what's up? Hi. <laughs> Can we hang Hi, out? that's that's what he would do yeah <laughs> cool well i'm glad that you still have your dog um and that Me you too. had your holiday as well yeah he he had a little vacation too apparently a little mm-hmm. a little romp around the woods very nice yeah well i hope that you continue recharging every week and getting salty and <laughs> You know, I'm going to try to get all of my positive, like, vacation vibes moving forward into 2023. If anybody wants to drop us a voicemail talking about your race plans, your life plans, whatever, we're always happy to listen. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.